Hi everyone. Um, I just want to start by sharing a personal story basically. About, I'd probably say it was about a week ago now, um, I started to check out. I started to be absent-minded when I was at home. Um, I think I was probably feeling stress inside and I think just basically the overwhelming situation of all the change, all the circumstances that we're going through at the moment had taken their toll on me and it was difficult. I was snapping at the kids, I was just not my best self basically and not not who I wanted to be and Sarah quite rightly pointed out to me something. She said, have you been reading your Bible? Have you been praying? Maybe you should prioritise that. And it hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks because basically in the midst of all this madness and all this um, situation, some of the basics I'd basically just forgotten. I, it happens, it happens in our walk of faith. And I just wanted to share that as my personal endpoint to where we start today, because there's a message that I want to say that I feel like um, God has been speaking at to me personally, but also I keep hearing it in the lives of others as well. And that's the same kind of message that we get through this Romans passage. And it's particularly sharp in the message version that we had read. And I'll, I'll read it again just quickly because it's it's just good to keep it fresh in our minds. It says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles. Because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. And it struck me, that passage. It was a passage that came to me right at the start of when we went into lockdown. Um, just saying that passage of when we're hemmed in with troubles. When we're hemmed in with troubles. I don't know about you, but I am getting that cabin fever that I just want to meet up with people. I want to go out and have a coffee. I want to do normal everyday life. And it just seems that that ain't on the horizon anytime soon. Even with the wonderful developments of vaccines and all the rest of it, it doesn't look like it's coming anytime soon. And still we're hemmed in by these troubles. But God, being faithful and being just downright awesome, is able to turn bad situations for good, to use them for his glory and his purposes. He did not ordain this. There is no way that this level of death, this level of sickness and this level of fear and anxiety has come from him. But God is able to turn it, turn it for the good of those who love him. And it's in that where I want to kind of camp my thoughts because it's basically this question. It's one question I've got for you. How do you want to come out of lockdown? How do you want to come out of lockdown? We talk about the strategies that we want the government to deploy about who's going to um, 
be opening what first like is it going to be salons first is it going to be schools first is it going to be shops what what are the ways other countries are ending their lockdowns but how do you want to end lockdown do you want to end it about 17 box sets richer in your knowledge of the latest tv on netflix do you want to say that you've you've had a pretty nice relax that you've slowed down or do you want to say that you used that time and went into the secret place with God and that we just went to him humbly and say, God, order my life, work in me something new in this period? Because I feel that's what we need. I deeply feel it. You know, we had John at the start of the year share so many uh, share that word and so many of us just were so impacted by it and uh, I've been hearing other people say it. I was in the prayer meeting this evening um, I'm recording this on Thursday and I was in the prayer meeting and people were talking about how um, even Pete Gregg picked up on it at Spring Harvest saying how when you look through the history of revival it always comes out of something that basically the enemy meant for evil and God worked it for good, where mortality comes sharply into view of people and they realise that the hopes that they pinned their whole life on, the, the foundations of it all are just shaking and they can't rely on it and they just call out and they think, what is that hope that's within you? And this passage, it reminds me of the disciples, you know, the fact they were hemmed in by troubles once Jesus died. And they went into that upper room. When they were in that upper room, they kind of studied the scriptures and they prayed. And the way Eugene Peterson puts it in, in his version of the Bible, where in the message, it says, Hemmed in with troubles because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us. And how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. Other translations say perseverance will produce character, which produces hope and hope does not disappoint. But I love that phrase, whatever God will do next. I believe that we're in a season where, yes, it is terribly disruptive. The whole fabric of society has been disrupted. Every sphere has been changed. I ask people like, what is this? I wrote a letter to my 94 year old granddad when we were on about day three of the lockdown. And I said to him, they're saying that this is the, the biggest thing that's happened since World War Two, the biggest disruption we've had since World War Two. And I don't have anyone else to ask, but I can ask you because you you were alive then. Is that right? Because the reality is majority of us have not been through something like this. And that's a good thing. That is an extremely good thing. Because I believe that this level of disruption, it breeds that kind of disorientation where we're just kind of, our heads are spinning. We're saying, what is actually going on? Have you ever found yourself just all of a sudden like stopping going, huh? Is this really happening or am I going to wake up in five seconds and this is the strangest dream of my life? Or have you ever caught yourself just in an absent moment going, I just I just need a moment. I can't process this. 
because that level of disorientation breeds that anxiety that a lot of people have been feeling but it also brings out some some great things in society but you have an opportunity now we haven't i have an opportunity now in the disorientation to reorient my whole life upon jesus that's every aspect my attitude to work, my attitude to my family, my attitude to retirement, my attitude to finance, my attitude to absolutely everything. Uh, I have an opportunity. We talked this year about seeking God. Rarely do we get it so crystal clear that that needs to happen. I lament sometimes when I'm just like, I don't want to just do church every Sunday and then work during the week and then watch football on a Saturday and then come back to Sunday and not a lot's changed. And maybe I pin my hopes to a festival in the summer and think that will be the moment that God will grab me by the scruff of the neck and say, damn, sort it out. But I don't. <laughs> yes, there's been moments like that. Yes, that's how I came to faith in some instances, but I feel that now is a moment that we can grab, that we can take advantage of, that we can say, God, as everything is spinning, as the whole world is changing, where economies are falling and job uncertainty is there, Lord, let me just reorientate my whole life, every aspect upon you, just simply you, Jesus. Because that will give us a passionate patience. The kind of patience and passion that Jesus had where he would go out into those solitary times and just spend time with the Father. We, we get also the tempered steel of virtue. We haven't building works done in our house at the moment. It's a nightmare but amazing at the same time but steel is rock solid that doesn't really make sense right steel is rock solid ignore me anyway it's so strong the character that he can build in you at this time can be so strong that when you come out of it nothing can shake you and finally i love this phrase keeping us alert for whatever god will do next God will do something. He will. I have our hope. Hope does not disappoint that God will do something. And I want to push in at this season when we're hemmed in by troubles into his presence, into his purposes for my life, into his way of thinking into every aspect of my life I need Jesus and I need him to be the number one and I hope I hope that you do too it's my prayer for you so I don't just want to leave this as just like a just a message that you can listen to and watch on YouTube and think great Dan thanks that's not that's not the whole that working like that that's just not it. What I want you to do this week, it's really simple. 
write a letter to yourself. Write a letter to yourself, your future self, for when you come out of lockdown. Who do you want that person to be? When you walk out of lockdown, when the doors are open and community starts to rebuild and refunction, who do you want to be in that community? Who do you want to be in your walk of faith? And be honest. Just do it. It won't take you long and you'll be surprised at how how much perspective it will give you. It's a great technique that's used for like career advice or um a whole load of situations when you've gone through something big and you want to write to your future self. This isn't just like some youth group exercise. Do it. Write down who you want to be when you finish lockdown, particularly in relation to you and God, our loving Father. That's it. He's going to do something and I want to be prepared and I want you guys to be prepared because the world needs Jesus. God bless you all.